0: Three, two, one. Welcome to the Trail Runners Experience. I am your host Daniel Ferugia and I'm joined today by professional ultra runner. No, he's not a professional yet, but he trains like a professional. It's Matthew Woodman. Welcome, Matthew. G'day. Uh, um, How are you today? Very good, thanks. That's good. And so, um, very quick, uh, this is a quick fire question to start you off. So, how do you know me?
1: Uh, you're my coach. That's
0: right, I'm your coach. And um, that's right, and where are you from?
1: Adelaide. So, yeah, only about 10 minutes drive from you.
0: Yeah, there you go. So, that's right, Matthew, you're, you're an Adelaide person and you've, I've been coaching you for, how long have I been coaching you now?
1: Um, it Would be Over about year. fourteen months. Yeah, I yeah. first I first contacted you in uh, December two thousand and seventeen. I think. Yeah, Yeah, that's
0: yeah. right. But yeah. you
1: you only really got back to me in about January. I think. I know. I, I tried a couple of times. I think.
0: No, we yeah, it took a while to get the ball rolling. No, I did I did, but um, yeah, but we got it happening, and so I've coached you through a few a few big events now, and so you're a um, um. So how long you been running?
1: Uh, well, I was. Probably um, 2006 was my first decent event. That was the first marathon. But really, I was that kid at high school that always won the cross country. That was me. So so I've really been running. I never really trained for them, but I was just that kid that, you know, rode their bike like crazy to school and just... Yeah. So, yeah, I was used to running through high school.
0: Yeah. So you're like, um, it's funny you used to say it like that, because like you look at the Kenyans, I mean, and they... Most of them, when they were kids, they didn't train. They just ro- ran to school. Yeah. And that's how they built up their aerobic fitness. And so it's the same with your bike. And, yeah, you know, I, I,
1: it was about it, the first, I went to one high school up to year 10. That was about 3Ks to school. And I always rode that like flat out. And then I changed schools for year 11 and 12. And that was about six or seven Ks from home to school. And I remember um, just riding, yeah, just flat out. And, and especially in the afternoons, the last couple of lessons at school. I remember i noticed it i actually noticed it once when i was in history and i'm sitting there and i noticed that i had not taken any notice of what the teacher had talked about for like 15 minutes because i was just thinking about how i can do that that first part of the ride a bit faster and how i can get into that corner faster Uh and and i'm just and and it occurred to me that I, i actually had butterflies in my stomach as though i'm about to start a race and all i'm all i'm doing is getting ready to ride home from school but i'm riding like it's the, the olympic time trial that's every day
0: amazing that's um something weird like you've you've Obsession. built up some <laughs> so no it's <laughs> it's you've built up some like association with your bike ride that you like so on some level you've been competitive yes since, for yes, yes regardless you're the, you're the are you the kind of guy that like wants to be the first finished eating like at dinner time or like well, do you have a race no
1: i'm not a fast eater as it happens but no no i i enjoy my food but um no i am some people say, anyone who says to me, it's not a race, I always add, said by the loser. <laughs> it's not a race unless you're winning. Yeah. Then it is.
0: What, so if you come fourth in a race, what are you?
1: Well. First loser? No, you weren't really. You were just, it was a training run.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. No, I used to ride my bike, um, well, I didn't ride my bike to school. Because I lived right next to my school, so there was no point. But um, I used to, we have I used to have a mountain bike. I used to ride everywhere like on the weekends and in summer. My mates and I we'd always meet up and we we'd go swimming in the river like and um it was a few kilometres and we'd meet at the top of this really steep hill, um and we we'd go okay after school for 4:30 we'll meet at the top of the it was called Crams Road and it was about one kilometre straight down and the river was at the bottom of the hill and we'd have this full on bike race down the hill and um and i don't know no one ever actually nailed themselves but the we used to get so competitive on our mountain bikes down the hill and you know it just coming so close to each other and, and but um yeah so i i totally get it and so that was my training yeah yeah so you you got fit that way and um just and it is that incidental fitness Yeah, you don't when notice, you're you're
1: not you're not deliberately doing that for fitness
0: yeah you're just doing it because you want to see how far she can go, and it's funny. We humans like to push limits, and I think it starts when you're real little, from when you're a baby. You know, like that's that's what sets us apart from, uh, from the rest of the animal kingdom. So there you go. So you um, so you didn't go into professional bike riding, and or, but I did a couple of triathlons
1: where I, uh, but I only did because I didn't want to swim. So it was a couple of triathlons where. It was a team triathlon, so one kid would do the swim, one would do the bike ride, and one would do the run. And I was a pretty good runner, but usually I could find there'd be another kid at school who'd be a good runner as well, and I'd say, well, you do the run, and I'll do the ride then. That happened probably three or four times, so... You yeah, did wow. a few, like, lo- you know, like, where would It'd be like a 30k ride or something. Yeah, as oh, wow. 15, 16-year-old,
0: yeah. Yeah, I did, Um, yeah, I think I did a, a duathlon as a team where it was just ride and run, and I did the run. But, yeah, not to that distance. But, yeah, so anyway... That so um and so you said in when you were at school in cross country you would win a lot yes. and um just become did, I suppose it became expected ah oh, Woodman's going to win again that well that there'd be I'd always
1: I never was guaranteed like I'd I should have been because um like the evidence was there yeah but um there'd be because I also wasn't really a popular kid and there'd be there'd be you know always a bunch of bunch of dickheads that would you know try and kind of take you down and things and say. Every year, I'd be oh god, they could actually, you know, they've been they're telling me that they've been training and things. And I wouldn't really train, and and so I think oh no, this is going to be embarrassing, and so yeah, there'd always be nerves until until you're like about a third of the way into the race. You think okay, same as always.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And, and yeah, but you still, I still ran hard.
0: Yeah, it's um, there's no nothing. I've never been so nervous. Hmm. I mean, the most nervous I've ever been in any race was in high school cross-country races. Mm. Can you relate to that? Yes, yes, yeah. yes, More nervous than any ultra that I've ever done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, so you've... So, after school, and you were, like... So, you're a good runner, and then... So, you're growing up a bit. So, in your 20s and 30s, oh, you know, did you run? I didn't run, run in like my 20s, Nah, no. I,
1: I just got, got a car. Yeah. And got a car and got It's heaps fat, quicker. Got fat. And so, yeah, I, I probably... Uh, maybe I did, I might have done a jog here and there, you know, just go, oh, I must must go for a run again. You know, just do like four or five K jog and found that it was actually hard. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm probably, I'm quite sure I trained for the city bay fun run, which is 12 Ks. And um, I must have trained for that probably, I don't know, when I was like 28 or something and done that. Probably did it two or three times in around about the one hour mark. I think one hour four yeah. even. So not not that fast, but that was yeah. you know as hard as, as hard as I could go. Yeah. Yeah. But also being kind of disappointed with myself, but then kind of realizing, no, I'm you know I'm in my late twenties now. You know, you're,
0: you're practically old. Old. And, yeah. yeah. And I was,
1: and I was a bit fatter then because you know you, you just do.
0: Yeah. Um. And then um. So what what made you go take it to the next level? So. Uh, stepping up to the bigger distance. yeah
1: I, so i think i thought to myself after one city bay fun run i must have done it three or four times and i thought after one city bay fun run i thought i'm gonna do better next year next year i'm gonna do like you know there was a target, i think it must have been like 52 or 54 minutes something like that when i thought it's four and a half minute k something like that i thought i'm gonna get to that next year and and then so i'd started training and that's in like september so it must have been like may or something i start to train and i think well, i'm going to do this better this year and so i just start to you know, and i did and so i achieved it better and i thought if i trained a bit longer i could do it. and i just kept jogging basically after the city bay I just kept doing a run you know twice a week sort of thing and then and then i must have thought i must do another half marathon because i'd done some half marathons as a teenager as well oh, quite right. fast actually yeah I think i think my fastest i've done three as a teenager i'm fairly sure that my fastest half was I think it was an hour and twenty-one. Oh, wow. I know I had done two at like ninety-two and ninety-three minutes, and
0: that was just more ask than class kind of thing. Uh,
1: I had there was a teacher at school who, who'd give me some training advice and said, you know, like written out yeah. a bit of a program. He said, this is what you probably should do because he was a runner himself. Oh wow! And you know, I was in the running boom. This would have been in like eighty. 89 something like that
0: prime running boot. yeah yeah, yeah. pre-strava so, pre yes. well, well pre
1: well pre-strava yes Strava. yes yeah. yes this teacher was a smoker for example <laughs> <laughs> i remember that um and so yeah I, i'd done a, a few halves and then so by the time i was yeah i don't, it must have been like 29 or something years old i'm 45 now by the way and um and i thought oh, i'd do a half marathon and it was quite a goal at that point to, a, to a do a half marathon, even though I'd known, I knew that I'd done some before. Um, and I did, I did maybe the Barossa half marathon one year. Yeah. we have got it written down. And you, you nailed it. 120. Oh, no, no, not that. No, 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 that 121, that was when I was like 14 actually. Oh, right. yeah. Okay.
0: But so, wow. Well, no,
1: no, no. By the time I was like 29, it would have been like a slow one, like 150 or something like that. Who knows? Yeah. 145. Did, that, did
0: that light the fire, though? Did that make you think, I want to keep going?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I'd yeah. also recognised that I'd lost probably five or six kilos. I was probably about 100 kilos at the time. So, yeah. you know, I'd, I'd lost you know a few kilos in the training for it. And so, um, yeah, I just kept, I think after that half, I just kept just training a little bit. And um, then I thought, oh, I'll do that again next year. And then at some point, I reckon I must have said to someone, you know, one of my friends or, I don't know, some acquaintance or someone in the family, um, you know, because they hadn't really known me running much as a kid, and so they go, oh, "Are you into running now?" I said, "Yeah, might even do a marathon." And they kind of go, "Huh? What?" And you uh, know, yeah. So how old were you at that point? Oh, I must have been, oh, I don't know, um, like late twenties, maybe oh, still thirty. About, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I did my first. Must I'm trying to think what years. Yeah, I was thirty-two when I did my first marathon. There you go. So it must have been like thirty years old. No, it would have been, would have been just before, because I, I literally. Trained for about six months for the marathon. Yeah, wow. And so at, at the time, I'd say, I, then I, I'm i the sort of person who keeps it quiet. I don't go telling yeah. everyone I'm going to run a marathon this year. I don't do that. And so until you're close to it. and, yeah. and, and you're say, more confident. Yeah, and, you, yeah. and, and people say, what are you running for? I like, go, oh, I'm going to do a marathon. And um, so yeah, I did the yeah. Adelaide marathon. And um,
0: How was that one, the first one?
1: Uh, uh, very happy with it. I did... Three hours, 57 or 54, something like that. Oh, good. So um, I was a bit nervous at the time that I wasn't going to get under four hours because uh, that was the goal. The goal was four hours. Yeah. Purpose. And coming into it, I thought, nah, it, it's very real possibility it's going to be like 4.10 or something. But yeah, I got three fifty-four, 357, something like that. And, yeah. Wow. And now I've done, I've done actually 13 marathons now. Um, but
0: Yeah. And um, yeah, that's impressive. So broke have you always gone under four
1: yes yeah yes oh, That's
0: good. keeping it consistent then that's really good yeah
1: the most of my marathons have been around about the 340 mark 330
0: 330 to 340. and what's your current um pb
1: 319. 319. So i'm just i'm just a, i'm just an average bloke though like i'm just yeah. a, a work full time and, and train when i can sort of mr average
0: yeah no well i'd say you're probably above average in a lot of ways but um we w- that's, yeah, that's amazing. Like, the consistency is where it comes from, I think. Is, um, so, I guess we, we're fast-forwarding a little bit. So, you're now up to, you've done marathons. And so, what comes, what can, then I suppose the, the seemingly logical progression is ultra-marathons.
1: Well, actually, what happened, you know, what? I remember one of the City Bay Fun Runs. I must have done probably one marathon at this time. In fact, my first two marathons were four years apart. Because I was doing one, the first marathon and thinking, well, this is the box ticked. Um, I need yeah. to do this crap again. And um, then there's some people around me having a conversation, which people do in, in the first half of a marathon, by the way. They never talk in the second half. <laughs> and and these, these guys, I could hear them talking behind me. And one of them was saying, he said some statistic, which was probably totally made up. And he said something along the lines of, of all the people that run a marathon less than 10% run a second marathon. Yeah, right. And I've just remember taking that in and thinking, oh, shit, you have to do that. Like, you want to be <laughs> in that 10%? Yes. Yes. <laughs> but then, like, just continue on the marathon. But never, that, that, you know, just hearing that, it never went away from me, but having no intention of doing another one, but thinking kind of a maybe. So, yeah, do another one, like, four years later, and then I think four years later again. So, the first three marathons were... Pretty far apart. Yeah, yeah. Three <laughs> yeah. and eight years. But then, then um, anyway, I, I digress. I was... Lining up for a City Bay fun run, right, and I must have done one or two marathons at this time, and I see a shirt on a bloke in front of me who I thought was bragging to wear this. I honestly thought this at the time. He's he's just a show-off. It said, Yorribilla Trail, 56-kilometre marathon. Yep. And he's lining up for a 12-kilometre fun run. And I thought, well, that's just bragging. But then thinking to myself, 56 k's, now that would be interesting. And... So and far, then, <laughs> I know I'm just lining up with this 12k. Yeah, um, and and so that kind of got the juices flowing. I think, what was that called again? What was that? We it had a weird name to it, the Yarra yeah. Trail. And and then, uh, and then seeing another shirt for that at another marathon, probably the next Adelaide Marathon, yeah. actually, someone else wearing it, I think, okay, I might, I might look that up. And then, kind of looking it up and thinking, oh, that's here in Adelaide, okay, righto. And then, then, thinking, oh, I must do that. And so, whatever the year was, I don't know what it was. Um, I thought, okay, I'm going to do um, I'm going to do uh, the Yarrabilla Trail, but I think I should first do... Well, the, I think I was training for the Canberra Marathon that year. Yeah, right. Which was in, I think Canberra Marathon's in April. And um, then noticing that they got a 50 k Yeah. I thought, oh, I'll do the 50k. Because I'd done the Canberra Marathon the year before, and I thought, oh, I'll do the 50k this year. So basically stepped it up to... The 50k at canberra so that was my first official ultra marathon was 50k at canberra and then that same year i believe i did the yarrabila trail the first time yeah um, that would have been 16 2016. and
0: right? so you you stepped up to so the canberra one was a road ultra. road ultra yeah yeah and then you stepped nice up course to, too by the way yeah. i like canberra marathon is it fast
1: uh no it's it's not bad it's just got some it goes on a freeway a little bit so it's got some long undulating hills yeah i don't know what the elevation would which be. can it's not major but it's in just in a road race they can long. trash the legs yeah, yeah yeah, yeah.
0: Mm. um so that, that's good and so you've you've done your billboard. so what year twice was that twice i've done here yeah. i did
1: 2016 and 2017. Oh, okay. 2016 was my best year there um that was the
0: year that they ch- had it altered yeah, the course the because muddiest of weather course of
1: hell. Yeah. and I also did it in road shoes I do yep. remember thinking to myself, like trying to run up some of these incredibly steep, muddy hills yeah. in these road shoes, which I'd already done several hundred cars. It was like, mm. you know, trying to trying to go um, off-road driving in, in, in full racing slicks in a car. Or <laughs> it was kind of like that. I just couldn't get any, yeah. trying to get up these hills. Some right. of those
0: really steep hills. I know that year, 2016, Took us up things like um the boo book tracks yes. and I remember that was quite slippery because yes. it was yes. you know, it's probably close to forty-five yeah. percent gradient and um it was money. Yeah. I remember money. actually
1: thinking at, at some points on there thing and like watching how other people are doing it thing and looking for techniques, how do you actually gain some grip? Like literally having trouble making it up there. Not that not yeah. that on my legs have hammered or anything, it's like literally how do I actually get up this?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Like literally, like hands and knees kind yeah, of stuff, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. No, I remember it well. No, that was um. No, that's fantastic. And so you've gone and you just keep progressing, and you're doing you do what a lot of people do, but then you've stepped it up a, a notch yet again. And then um, so what after Yorubilla And so I guess when okay, you stepped up to a hundred kilometers. Yeah, I read
1: an article. I read an article um, and it said um, I think it was before the Yorubilla actually. So the second yeah. year, 2017. And I actually had, um, I didn't train so well for 2017, and so my Yarrabila that year was a bit slower. And a bit before the Yarrabila, like two months before it, maybe three, I'd read an article online, and it said, is 100K the new marathon? And, and basically reading this whole article on that and thinking, ah, oh, I have to run 100K now. You know, like, is it the new marathon? Yeah, like, no. This is the thing I new want to do in my thing. life. You know, it's like yeah. climbing Everest type thing. Mm. Can I actually achieve this? And I'm thinking to myself, well... Maybe I should. Yeah. And
0: they say that, that, I mean, I've been saying that for a while, 100K is a new marathon. Yeah. But now they're saying 100 miles is the new marathon. I was like, when will it stop?
1: not <laughs> Yeah. Um, no. Nah. And so I remember, I reckon I'd already signed up for the Hyson 105 kilometre race, which yeah. is I think around about the end of October each year. Yeah. So we've got, the, the, here's the progression at the end of how it was back then. Like yeah. In Adelaide, you've got the Adelaide Marathon about 20th of august give or take was yeah. uh then you got the yarrabilla trail 56k mountainous tracks um about the 23rd or something of september give or take and then you got the heisen 105 kilometer about the end of october yeah so um which i think is a good it was a good
0: progression yeah
1: but um, not a lot of recovery between no not quite enough yeah and so yeah i did i think i did all three of those in 17 2007 I, in fact mm-hmm. i know i did um, all three in 2017 and the so the, the 105k that was that was a serious challenge and yeah. I actually read a fair bit and as much as I could uh, read a fair bit and and found it but still was was aware at that point I, I need some I think I need some better guidance because thinking to myself look I reckon I probably should run this distance I reckon I should run that and, and then but then thinking to myself oh, I don't know I don't know mm-hmm. if this is right but I did the the Heisen, and, and honestly, I regarded that race. I had some bad times. I had some, you know, probably at least three or four hours in that race of just, you know, a death march. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but got through it and still, you know, did, completed the last 20 k's. Right? Like, it was kind of the, the kilometres of about, you know, I don't know... Um, about 55 to 80 k's were, were the real tough ones for me probably yeah but then it kind of came out of that and and finished it off okay and achieved the goal I wanted yeah um, the, the time, last sort of 30 Ks of that race
0: is pretty flat which is sand, good though I'm yeah
1: sand not being friendly yeah um and and then thinking to myself that was the best day of my life <sighs> ever and I, and I really thought that I thought that a number of times during the run just jogging along jogging along you're running along some ridges looking out and just thinking, oh, I'm, you know, you might only be 50 k into a 100 k race, but thinking, this is this is great. Just jogging along and having a bit of food, having a bit of a walk every now and then, and, and still knowing that walking is perfectly fine because you it's a mm. friggin' old for marathon. And um, just knowing that you're going to get there. And then eventually, yeah, and then finish it, and that was the best day of my life. And then I'd say that. I'd say that to my wife. <laughs> The next day, big mistake. (laughs) I said, um, because at this point I've got three children as well, and and I said to her, I said, she said, how was it overall? I said that was the best day of my life. And she kind of raised her eyebrows and said, are you sure? I said, yeah. She goes, really? I said, do you know what? I know what you're getting at, but I think it was. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And so yeah.
0: I thought she was going to say something like, you're not a smart man, are you?
1: (laughs) Well, I'm probably not. But I am an honest person. No. And and to be honest, it was just like, yeah, everything.
0: Like, what do you think makes it such an epic day? Because I can totally relate. I, I I have felt finishing a 100K Ultra for the first time and the second time and the third time, it's incredible. It's, it's not inc- just the finish. Yeah. No, it's the whole thing. Yes. It's,
1: yeah. it's knowing, it's the excitement and the nervousness of driving there, mm-hmm. um, preparing, just having everything ready and thinking, yep, this is it. This is what I've been working for. Finally, I'm actually going to get to see, can I do this? And then um, during the race, still checking things and thinking, oh, I'm actually going all right. Jeez, I've run 50 kilometres. I'm actually still going. Um, and knowing that it's, it's acceptable to walk. Like to knowing that even yeah. if I have to walk 10Ks in the middle of it, something, no problem. I know what I'm trying to do here. I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling very good. I, I shouldn't have eaten all those blocks of chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know I shouldn't have done that. Whoops. And um, oh, I'll just keep walking until I feel a bit better and then I'll just jog a bit. And every now and then you have a bit of a downhill. So you just jog that. You just walk the next hill and then you jog that and then you walk and you jog and you walk. And then eventually you, you actually think to so yourself, you might be at the 80K mark and you think, actually, I'm not so bad here. I could just probably run for a good. 15 20 minutes, you just just jogging along, you just look like you know some old runner, um, having a, a very slow jog. But you just you're making progress, and every now and then you pass someone as well, um, very slowly. I remember catching up one woman for ages. I'm look, we turn onto this road, and it was a straight road for ages. Like probably I could see two Ks ahead, and she was at least five hundred meters ahead. Nothing right, I'll get I'll get her, and then um took me at least 20 minutes to get to her because uh-huh. you know, like, she yeah. was she was obviously in a race as well yeah and um and you know everyone's there for a race uh, and then i caught up to her at some point and i said to her i just as i got to her i I'd noticed that the watch had just ticked over like 65 k's or something and i said you know I just chatted to her for a minute or two and said how you going and, she goes, yeah, you're right. and i said um just a standard marathon to go yeah <laughs> and we, we she said yeah i saw that too yeah and so yeah, you just keep going basically
0: it's um it takes a i feel like in a dis a race of that distance and probably greater you've got to slow down your thinking everything's got to sort of you've got to like alter your, your mindset don't yeah. you
1: you can't yeah. be embarrassed to walk yeah you'd be an idiot not to walk no
0: actually. and i think even the top guys the guys at the very front of the field are going to walk at, at some points you know or at the very least like people are not redlining the whole way. Yes. No, you yeah. can't just
1: run till you're spent yeah. and then walk, walk home. It's mm. like run a bit and, and recognise how you're feeling and then just slow it down a bit and then think, okay, I might just walk a bit here. And Well, my motto now is walk every hill. Yeah. That's my motto, walk every hill.
0: Yeah, and you do a lot of hills and you do a lot of miles, which we'll get mm. to in a second. Um, and so you've, um, after, so it wasn't long after a high it that Hyson? that you uh, contacted me and we started working yeah. together yeah. eventually yeah. and um, so the training that you were doing before you met me to, to the training that you're doing since you met me could you describe how that then sort of changed
1: yes yeah. so my I knew the concept of having long easy runs um, I've read a lot of uh, you know running magazines and you have um, elite athletes mostly write articles in those or and coaches so mostly write articles and so I'd read those and um, so they would and, and I remember a lot about Robert DiCostello um, writing and saying that um, your easy run should be at this pace yeah, and you know you should feel this and, and so thinking to myself that's it, that's what I'm doing yeah that's good, that's mm-hmm. what I'm doing that. so I'd be doing like a 30k, a 35, or a 45k run or whatever it was at easy pace but in truth now I know it wasn't at easy pace. It was a bit higher than that. It was a bit too fast. Yeah. Um, and I think I probably wasn't really respecting um, how slow you should go for those very, very, very long runs because the thing is you've got to run again the next day, which I usually did. I'd often do a 35 or 40K, um, probably a bit too fast, probably at least 30 seconds per kilometre too fast. And then the next day I, I knew that... If, you, if you're training for an ultra you have got to do another reasonably long run the next day so i might do like 18 k's the next day but at a similar pace but that would be a real grind of course because you're still bugged. yeah um and so yeah now i do those very long runs at least 30 seconds a, a, a k slower yeah um and so yeah for me that pace uh, usually it's around about the six minute six minute ten per k that's what it ends up being mm-hmm. for me which is quite a a gentle jog when you first it's hard to believe that you should be running this slowly initially yeah but um but I know that that's the pace I need to do those very long ones I still walk every hill when I'm getting to some decent hills though um and then, just
0: to give some um perspective on that like so you say you're doing your easy long runs at like 6 minutes 10 per k yeah.
1: sometimes 6 minutes 20
0: yeah and obviously when I'm coaching you know I don't really talk about in no, minutes per no, kilometer no, 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 yeah. but yeah. I mean I talk more in like zones yep. which you know but as a, uh, so what would be so people can have an idea? So if you're doing that, what would be your race marathon pace? So if you're doing six minutes ten per k for an easy run, what would your race pace be? Even in America?
1: Um, well, I did last year's Gold Coast Marathon. I Under think, four. I think yeah, it was. I think it's four twenty five per k. I think.
0: Yeah. So almost two minutes difference. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, obviously that's um, subjective. It depends on you know, who you are and what you're doing. Yeah. And that's the thing I, as a coach, I have trouble getting through to people a lot is because they just want to go fast all the time. Um, you look at um, the world's fastest marathon runner, Kip Chogi. He does, he can run about two minutes 40 per kilometre for a race, a marathon, which is like insane. Mm. His, his easy pace runs are about five minutes k per k. Mm. So most of his training is at about five minutes per kilometre. So we're looking at like over two minutes mm. differential there. And so if that were, I mean that's just to to frame it. and uh, that's just a little uh, coaching tip for anyone who's listening. And yeah. so because I also
1: found, you know I, there was there was a time when I'd identified that I was accidentally running too fast on these, and I, I kind of realized I thought, okay, I must slow yeah. down, but literally couldn't go slow. I could yeah. just try it and and cuz I was ta- I was probably overstriding as well and also there's kind of a lot of things coming together at once there I knew that you know the magical cadence was 180 mm. um, steps a minute and I could never get that when I'd count mine it would be always like 165 168 maybe I could get up to 170 right this is even running fairly fast so I couldn't really get much maybe I was 175 in a race yeah and so I knew I was overstriding as well um and what I Tried to do the thing that I first was successful at when I started running, first was able to run slowly, was taking baby steps, just thinking of baby steps, baby steps, baby steps, basically trying to halve my stride length. I never halved it, but um, and lo and behold, you know, I'm taking these tiny little baby steps and I accidentally then get my cadence up to the you know the mid to high 170s. Yeah, and oh, geez, my. My slow space, my, you know, my long pace has now come down to like 6.15 and things. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, for me, the, the trick was the granny gear. Like, run, you know, like you're on a bike and you're going up a hill in granny gear. Yeah. Just, just run tiny, tiny steps. Um, and for me, that ends up being like six, 6 minutes, 15. Yeah. But on a hot day, it's even slower. If yeah. it's a hot day, it's, it's like 6.30
0: exactly and because i mean you, you might be you'll dehydrate your yeah. body's working harder to keep you cool. cool and um yeah there's a lot of factors that can mess with it so yeah anyway we won't go too much more into that it, it is interesting and i think because i I, as I always say like that that level when you're training for an ultra that level of um that pa- of training that that pace of training makes up such a huge proportion of what you actually have to do yeah. and um like, speed work's important and tempo runs are important, but they're very small by comparison. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. And I would do it te- Back then, before I got some advice, professional advice, um, my tempo runs would be flat out. If yeah. I was to do a 10K tempo, it's, it's the Olympic final. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm coming second sort of thing, so... That's, that's how my tempo runs. Would be. Now now I don't do quite lot. Like it. it's kind of like three quarter pace.
0: But you're able to back it up then. That's the whole point, isn't it? So like if I'm if I get you to back to do a tempo run of some sort, you can back it up the next day. Yes, because I don't do it. Yeah. at
1: Olympic pace.
0: Yeah, and it's I mean that's I'm all I'm all about the cumulative effect of training. You know, like mm. you just what you, it's what you do tomorrow and what all what's coming up tomorrow and the yeah. next day. and you're, the next
1: day. You know, I can't, I read something a clever little um saying once in an article it said um. Training is not to prove fitness, it's to improve fitness. And I think Strava's a bit like that too. Sometimes yeah. I've got to remind myself, you know, Strava is, you're not there to prove fitness, you're there to improve fitness and that's just a tracking goal. Strava's a tracking a tracking app, it's not a bragging app.
0: But it, I know, but it, that's a really good bit of advice. And I think a lot of people, myself included, get caught up into the, uh, look how fast I, I don't did do that. No, I,
1: got, I got so over that, I, don't, I, don't, I really don't care at all. Mm. It doesn't bother me, I don't care. What. Yeah. I know I can run faster.
0: I think it can be really healthy for some people to just have a go at seeing what they can do. Every and now and then, I'll, I'll yeah. push it. I'll push it. But as I, th- segment, yeah. I think it's so important to run with discipline and like. Um, but yeah, so Speaking of discipline, um, so you you stepped up into the hundred mile class was it about a year ago, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: the Hubert the Hubert one hundred. So funny, funny after that. The best day of my life. Yeah. <laughs> hundred and five kilometer Heisen, I believe. Had because all the days smart days. asses, all the smart asses then say, What's next, Matthew? Yeah. And um, I'd heard some people talking <laughs> at yeah. the at the finish line of the race about this Hubert. What? What is this Hubert thing? I had literally never heard of it. Um, and people were talking about this Hubert. I go, What is this Hubert? So I just remember after about the fourth person, probably on Wastebook that next day, saying, what's next, Matthew? And me thinking, well, I must just look up this Hubert thing. And so typing in the Hubert 100 and thinking, oh, 100 miles? Oh, I should do that. <laughs> and I think by that evening, I think by that evening, the Sunday evening, you know, I'm still sore, remember, um, yeah. answering the next idiot who said, what's next, Matthew, um, saying, I think the Hubert 100 mile next, and... Um, and but then all that week, just quietly, not mentioning it to another person, thinking, yeah, I think I will actually, because just as a timeline, that was so the 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 Heisen hundred k was one hundred five k was in end of October, and the Hubert hundred mile was the fifth of May or thereabouts. Yeah. So I'm thinking, yeah, I could actually do that. But then, so then I reckon I signed up for it like within a couple of weeks, and then um. Uh, thinking to myself, okay, I probably should, because I wanted to make better use of my training, thinking to myself, I, mm. I reckon I'm all right with my training. I reckon I'm doing roughly the right thing. but yeah. But thinking to myself, I could use, I think, I think if I'd had professional training, for example, the last six months before the heist, I could probably have, you know, maybe taken a half an hour, an hour or something, because I'm sure there was something I was doing that I could have done better. And just, so I think, okay, I must contact someone. And thinking, knowing no coaches, no Absolutely no idea how to contact the coach or anything. And so I reckon I emailed Ben Hawkins, the race yeah. director, and said, um, "How would I get in touch with a coach?"
0: Yeah.
1: And he's a coach anyway. Yeah, I know. And he said that he said the email basically said, "Actually, I'm a coach," but he said, "I'm something about I'm I'm not taking anyone or I'm, I'm busy at the moment or something." And he gave me your number. Yeah, um, right. Actually, he did not give me your number. He gave no. me your name. Yeah. And so I thought, well, how do I contact this bloke? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then trying to go through Facebook and things. Yeah. And then went from there.
0: Yeah, no, it's good. Um, I didn't know that. I, I'm not sure if I knew. if Ben gave you that my my name. That, there you go. Yeah. Um, thank you, Ben.
1: <laughs> um, so then you um, we trained and you. So trained. I think I said, "Can you prepare me for the yeah. Hubert Hundred Mile, please?" Yeah. And then
0: we so we had we had a look at what you were doing, mm-hmm. and I think I one of the first things I did, I probably cut out a fair bit of the speed work. I mean, I kept some. Of you, I know you were doing a fair bit of speed work at the time, which was okay. I, mean, I was doing
1: I was doing one mile repeats. Yeah,
0: they were impressive, mm. and they were good. But I think I reduced that, didn't I? And I um, but you um, as you have on your Strava page, you love a long run. Yeah, I do. I just <laughs> yeah. love
1: to just have a, a nice old jog and just keep going.
0: So, out of all the people that I've coached, I you'd probably um have the biggest training load out of anyone. So, I think the last um, last week you ran uh, 120 something, and that was a, I think that was a recovery week for you. So, from, I was just looking at your Strava this morning, you are about 120 kilometers, and it was a, a recovery week. So I think it was supposed to
1: be 136, but there was one run I skipped because I had a sore back. Yeah. I yeah. injured my back washing cool. the car.
0: All right, off you go, <laughs> out you go. Yeah, so there you go. Washing cars is bad for your back. Don't do it. Um, no, and so, but we, what's the, we've got you up to... The week
1: before it was 150.
0: 150 Ks. So, I mean, it's not something I would, I mean, it, you're, it, it suits you. Some people, those kinds of mileage, it, it doesn't suit people. Like they, like if I gave that, I've got someone who's training for a bigger event. I've got um, one of my um, female athletes, she's training for the Marathon to Saabs in the Sahara. It's 250 kilometres over six and days. days
1: yeah I've got no interest in that carrying,
0: carrying a heavy pack <laughs> yes. you've got to carry all your food yes. but her biggest training week is not as big as yours mm. like because it's not really necessary and I if I gave her a 150 kilometre week it would probably break her mm. you know she hasn't got so she's an extremely she's an amazing athlete so it is I think but you are able to cope with it and I know that you get grumpy if I don't give you enough kilometres
1: and so I like it I yeah. like it yeah I'm um, just running a lot.
0: Like your long your long runs, you've done a number of 50k runs just in the last few months, and mm. and um, how do you find those?
1: Fine. I um, love it. So yeah. there was a 50k one that you had me doing, or well maybe 45, I can't remember, on road, where you said the whole thing on road. So mm. I knew the goal of that was to have leg turnover. And so that was, um, you know, to run 50ks around the suburbs of Adelaide, it was like an exploration run. I remember just going like having a bit of a th- not not planning out the entire run just yeah. planning out thing. okay if i go up there that's about 15 k's around there that'll be about 20 a bit down there a bit 30 you know just adding it up and, and having an approximate and just kind of just jogging for the for at least the first three quarters of it just cruising along making sure i'm um when there's a hill coming up to just slow it down and then mm. um, making sure i'm eating and drinking and and also, you know, think about where's the next toilet, where's the service station, go to that sort of... Because you're in the suburbs. You yeah, you can't like just go, go behind a bush. You get arrested. Yeah. And um, it's funny when you, when you jog into a McDonald's covered in sweat and <laughs> to use the toilet and people yeah. just look at you. Yeah. You just walk straight into the toilet, go to the walk You go straight and out. grab
0: yourself a meal no, as well. No, no, no.
1: <laughs> it's funny to just kind of jog in with your sunglasses, your hat still on and everything just covered in sweat and just go straight in the toilet, yeah. straight out again. Um, but anyway, and so, yeah, I, I like that. And I like the the thought, once you're like say forty K's into a run like that mm. and still running, um, and just just reminding yourself of that, you think I'm still running and I'm forty Ks in and I've got ten Ks to go. Have I got enough to keep this going? Yes, okay, I might have to slow down a bit though, right? Yeah. Just or maybe no. I'm actually really proud of myself, like impressed yeah. with with how I'm going with this pace. It's just perfect. I've paced it brilliantly, you know, yeah. to keep going sort of thing.
0: Um, No, I think... So you've found the flat runs. Do I mean, obviously, a a flat 50K feels very different to a hilly 50K. Mm. Do you see... um, Like, how can you describe sort of the difference for yourself, how that feels? Like, obviously... Because Um, a lot of people don't understand the merit when I tell them they've got to run flat, you know? But, like, I'm I'm a big believer in um, specificity.
1: So, So when I'm running flat, I, personally have to keep an eye on the watch. In the first 10 or so case, I've got to watch. I've got to watch the watch. Yeah, Because uh, I can very easily just slip into running five and a half minute k's, and that's what an idiot, I'll yeah. to do it. And so for me, I, especially because I've still got to carry um, a fair bit of weight, because I've got water, I've got to carry yeah. a fair bit of water and a bit of food. Food's not that heavy, but you got it. so you're carrying like three or four kilos in total, in your vest yeah but that for me that's also a, a bit of practice for the race you know you're going to be carrying that sort of yeah, stuff all the military the gear yeah. and whatnot yeah. yeah and so that's that's fine and so um in that first 10 or so k's i've got to just keep checking making sure i'm not getting too fast yeah um and and then after a while it's you know once you've done with 10 or 15 k's then it's you're just cruising along and you st- i still keep checking the watch every time it for me it just buzzes every k i just look at it but it doesn't bother me um, every now and then I'll I'll do a okay K and I'll see it was like seven minutes because it was a massive hill or something, and I'll kind of you have a bit of a oh, wow. um, but then it's like nah, who cares it's exactly what the hell yeah um just keep going um I'm you know to, to finish first first you have to finish and just keep jogging along and then um yeah so
0: yeah no it's really good and do you think I mean I think that they uh, the, your fifty k runs have made you um. Um, a better runner, obviously. Like for, but like, I'm just thinking about your um, you did the Alpine Challenge in 2018, and uh, mm. it was really interesting to watch that. From um, I watched you, I tracked you online, and uh, to sort of tell us about that experience a bit. So the Alpine Challenge is traditionally like the, one of the hardest races in Australia, 100 miles. But it was a bit different this last past year, wasn't Yeah. Yet. So that was
1: in in November, just gone twenty fourth of November, I think. Mm. So it's in the Victorian Alps, and it's meant to have, um, I think, seven thousand metres of elevation, maybe five thousand. I can't remember. It's a lot in a hundred miles, and but last year that had a lot of snow. There was actually snow, like we were driving up. This is we're talking the twenty fourth of November, one so, week before summer. So late in the year. Yeah. And yeah. and the place is snowed in. Yeah. And um, so we're going to start a race in snow. Um, and so they've had to dramatically change the course because there's too much snow. So I think in the end, there was actually only 3,000 metres of elevation or three and a half. So yeah. there wasn't much, but they were still massive hills and they were ski slopes. They were literally slippery. And um, we're trying to run up these, not in skis or crampons. And were
0: you running through the snow itself a fair yes.
1: bit? Yeah. Oh, not a fair bit. In the first half, yes, it actually started to melt. Oh, okay. um, there was still definitely still snow. And I remember the, the, the night, so they started the race at eight in the morning, different start time than it was meant to. Um, and I remember through, in the middle section, there's a, there's a section where it's, because you actually, we ended up doing four laps of this 35k circuit, roughly. And um, so you're going over the same ground a number of times. Uh, and I remember there was a, a section in the middle which had a lot of snow on it, like it was fairly flat. It wasn't snowing while we were doing it, but it had a lot of snow on it. And um, just running through this mushy trail for a couple of hours, really. But by the middle of the night, Say so three a.m. I'm running down this mushy trail, but it's not mushy anymore. It's um it's frozen solid because it's gone down below zero overnight. Wow! And so you're literally running on on ice, <laughs> and it was kind of slippery, but ice ice with a trench down it. You know what I mean? So well, it's not easy. Not easy running. It wasn't really anyway. easy, no. no, no. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so but I also had a bad training leading up to it. You trained me beautifully, but. I was your ankle. stupid enough to, yeah, sprain my ankle pretty badly. These things happen? Yeah, and so um, that was uh, three months before it, the ankle sprain, and so I literally couldn't run for three or four weeks at all at that point, point. and then that just gave me like four weeks, uh, sorry, sorry, two months to, to train for it in the end, with plus the base training that done yeah. for months.
0: we had to do that quick yeah. build back Yeah, up. so I had to really
1: ramp it up very quickly, yeah. and um, knowing knowing that I'd be very under-trained for this because it was just... You know, and also my ankle was still dodgy. So I had to be careful of that ankle like it was still... I had to be literally careful as I'm putting my foot down each time. Um, and so going into it just dramatically un- under-trained, but just knowing I'd have to just walk a lot more. Um, and, and that's exactly how it was.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. And um, But you still... I mean, you did really well... Um, what was your finishing time in that race? Oh, it was like
1: 27 hours,
0: which is good, regardless of whichever way you look at it. And but the thing I was really impressed with, watching the the tracking you on the race, you were way near the back of the pack for Actually, early I, on. I
1: remember hearing that too. I, I, yeah. I was, I think there was 90 or 100 people in. I was 75th or 80s. Yeah, you like you
0: might be in the, yeah, the
1: 80s. I know. And I I remember, like this after like lap one or lap two, so I was like 35 or 70k's yeah. into it, and uh, my wife, because you come back past the, the same aid station four times, which is very yeah. handy, by the way. Um, and so my wife was there, and she said something like, you're currently 75th. I'm like, first I'm like, what? Yeah. No. Oh, that's bad. But, um, but I, knew,
0: I knew you'd come no, through. No, I didn't really field. care.
1: I didn't yeah. really care. Uh, I did, in a way. I thought, oh, well, that's... First thing I thought was, well, that's part of the course. That's, that's how yeah. I should be at the moment, because I'm, you know, I'm under-trained. But yeah. also knowing that I had been taking it easy. Yeah. I hadn't been, you know, it's, it was, it's not a marathon, it's an ultra marathon. I know, it's it's like <laughs> it's that, not a sprint, it's a marathon. No, it's not a marathon, it's not, an ultra marathon. You got to tweak that saying, eh? um, yeah. And so just just keep plotting along. And then I was surprised, at, especially in the night section, like three or four in the morning, um, overtaking quite a few people actually, and a lot of them were really depressed. You know, like you do get that depression. You get yeah. that. No, make no mistake, you'll get that depression where you're just, you know, bloody hell. And and that can go for hours, but coming up to a lot of people, like just catching, I just always chat to them for a moment or two, even if they're walking on running, and just just say with them for a minute, how you going, what are you up to, what are you, blah, blah, where you from, this sort of crap. And then um, a few of them would say, oh no, I really, really had it. Mm. And then me thinking to myself, um, this is the Alpine Challenge, it is known to be a very tough race. Yeah, and this is the easy version. this is the easy part, I know. and I knew I was struggling because I had, you know, very bad training for it. And I never, you don't say this to them because everyone makes mistakes and yeah. that's acceptable. And I've made mistakes as well. But um, just thinking, myself, oh, well, probably a good thing we're not on the real course then. Yeah. But then, then you just got to, you just go, right, I'll catch you around uh, and just, just, <laughs> and just kind of move on a bit. Yeah. Eat my dust. Not really. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, don't say that. Yeah. But um,
1: you, you kind of, it's, it's racing in slow motion. It's like racing at I a know. nursing home in a way, <laughs> that far into a race.
0: That's a really, yeah. well, you're not, instead of a walking frame, you've got uh, well, hiking poles. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> but there's, there's times when, uh, and I remember on one of the last, probably the last lap, I remember the sun had come up um, and um, and being on this beautiful flat section, which I knew was coming up and being really disappointed that I couldn't run, like I was too buggered. Yeah. I hadn't probably eaten enough, if I'm honest. Yeah. Um, and just being really disappointed, thinking, no, I can, I can definitely run So I've got to run it. So I will just starting to jog along at like 6 six minute, 45 K pace, and just trying to jog, jog, jog. And then after a couple of hundred metres, thinking, oh, I'm actually going to faint here. So then just having to walk. And then um, just trying to, just thinking, okay, I'll run 400 and I'll, I'll walk, I'll run 100 and I'll, I'll walk 400, this sort of stuff, and just... Going on a pattern like that for probably for probably you know 10 or 15 k's like that. Yeah. So just keep just do a very small amount of running, but tell yourself I'm going to get to that pole or Before that tree, and that's it. Yeah. I'm just, but it's not a long one. Like don't don't set yourself. Okay, I'm going to run a k. Yeah. yeah. Just knowing a very short one. Think because because thinking to myself. okay, I, I, do that, I yeah. can run a k here and thinking no, actually I can't. So I think okay, all I'm going to do is just a hundred meters. That's it. Yeah, and then you get to that hundred meters. Right, I can walk now because I said I could. Mm. You know what I mean?
0: Absolutely. I um, I do a similar thing. I I do it in terms of steps sometimes. Whether you know, I might say if I'm going up a hill, trying to run up a hill, I might run twenty steps, then walk ten. You know, and if I think, well, if I break that down, it means I'm going to run two thirds of this hill. If I keep doing that all the way to the top, because it's you know twenty ten. But um, yeah, no, it's really good. And so, but with that. Your approach. You came through the field overnight, mm. and you finished 30, really well. I think thirty. 50. Yeah, so you passed half the field in that.
1: Oh, some of them dropped out.
0: Yeah, that doesn't matter. It, like you say, yeah, you got first. You got finish. to finish. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, and that's, that's it. Like, there's no point being able to r- running off fast and looking like a, a he man yeah. or he woman. Yes. A she a she yes. yes. Yeah. And then um, it's about. It's a game of patience, isn't it? Yes.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I read a um. When I finish the race, then you start to look at all the, the comments that were on Facebook and things. Because and, my wife's frigging putting comments on Facebook as I'm running. Pips, I p- don't even know about it. Yeah. I don't, I don't it's even good. get to defend myself. But then one of them was from my sister, who because at some point, like 12 hours into it, she'd said, you know, my wife had put on that, you know, he's currently in 85th or 75th position or something stupid. And my sister said something like, you know, geez, Matt, um, that's... You know, a, a kind of a, a backhanded compliment. I can't remember what she said. But then yeah. at the end, like, then I get to comment on all these again. And I just, I remember commenting to her, because this was 12 hours in. I remember commenting the first 12 hours is just a warm-up, Louise.
0: Yeah, nice. <laughs> does she, does she j- traditionally give you shit? <laughs>
1: no, nah, she's a runner herself a little bit. She's not much a runner. Her, her longest run will be like 15Ks. Yeah, right. Um, But she occasionally runs, so...
0: Yeah. Um. <laughs> That's funny. I know it's easy, um and when you just see the numbers, like it doesn't really give you a true idea of what's going on. You know, you know. I mean, I I spoke to your wife quite a bit during that. Like I'll be messaged back and forth a bit because she was a bit worried about you, and then you know, of course. But she, I think in the end she was pretty amazed, and so yeah, no, you did really well, and that I'll be skipped over the the Hubert one hundred, and but. That's where I sort of want to bring, bring to now, because that's the next big race, is the, your second bash at the Hubert 100 miler, mm. and up in Wilpena, starting and finishing Flinders in Wilpena right. Pound. Flinders Range is a beautiful part of the world. Um, so last year, you um, ran really well, but you decided to take a little detour
1: yeah, we just got some bonus K's. Yep.
0: Yeah. So, you yeah. know, so this year, are you planning? There's
1: <laughs> a few details actually. Yeah. Really? You
0: end up doing like an extra I reckon. Case. I reckon
1: we did an extra 12. The watch stopped because of flat battery, but um, I'm quite at the point it stopped and all the evidence mm-hmm. I have. Well, the person I ran with reckons we did an extra 10. I reckon we did an extra 12. Okay. So, so we did somewhere between 170 and 172 kilometres instead of 160. Yeah. But um, I still came fourth, but. Um, but I ran with um, the 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 winning uh, female Hoa. Yeah, and um, she was actually a really good runner. I'd never met her in my life. Yeah, she's but, great. Um, yeah. Spent the whole whole run. With
0: well, her. I'm not sure if she's doing it again this year, but I know she's, she's not. She's not. She's training hard though. Um,
1: she's doing Mont Blanc.
0: Oh, there you go. That explains. Um, yeah, but um, I was going to say so you um, finished fourth, mm-hmm. and I think that even then that wasn't. It was pretty good training, but well, I, I think you're in better shape now, yeah. if you ask me. And yep. we just got to make sure your back doesn't. Also,
1: a little bit smarter too. Yeah, you with learn. nutrition, like you literally mm. learn. Yeah.
0: yeah, and there's certain things that, as a coach, I can't even t- I can't teach people. Yeah. You know, I can't teach people, um, what it feels like. No, you learn to how you're going to you feel. Gonna like feel. You yeah. learn how
1: you're going to feel. You yeah. learn that it will stop, or that maybe it won't stop. It certain things won't stop. You learn when certain parts are going to hurt, and um, you learn where to make the most advantage, and you learn what other runners are going to do. Yeah, you know, you just learn how they behave as well. Some of that to your advantage, some of that to learn from. Um, so yeah. Yeah. No, very good. Well. Um, but this year I want to do much better.
0: Yeah, I think faster times in order, and it is a fairly flat course. I mean, compared to.
1: I think there's still 3,000 meters.
0: Yeah, I know. Oh, absolutely. But because
1: the, it's two mammoth, or uh, Ben describes it beautifully on the website, the arduous climb.
0: Yeah, but it's at the start and at the yeah. finish. That's it. yes when you want There's a, there, there, a lot. There's a lot of flat sections in, in, in the middle. Room, yeah. yeah. So I think the combination of flat running um, will help you. Yeah. But um, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. If yeah. I've if I've um if I've mucked it up, you can find me. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, um so yeah so we might wrap this one up because you uh, have done really well and giving us a full life story and i'm going to finish off with the um the fast five for you as you know what it is so you probably know the questions pretty well being a, a, a regular listener so you ready to go
1: why
0: not okay if you could go for a run with any celebrity living or dead who would it be to be for dipities
1: Ask the bloke, mate. Did you really, really do it, <laughs> <laughs> mate? Was that? But because the, there's two kind of versions too. Did he run, you know, from the Battle of Marathon back to Athens, or there's another version that says that was not the race that happened. That was the one that they put in. That was not the run he did. He actually ran from Athens to I don't know Sparta or something, which was two hundred k like a oh, week yeah. before, and asked for help in the battle, and they said no. Go jump. And so then he's, he's run back and, and answered. So there's um, two versions of, why, oh, I asked the bloke. What did you do, mate? There you go. I and mean, why didn't your Facebook live it? Yeah. <laughs> and why wasn't it on Strava? Exactly. It never happened. <laughs> and why'd you run naked, you idiot? <laughs> didn't you get chafed? He <laughs> <You> would
0: have. <laughs> Question two, five years from now, I want you to finish this, sorry. Five years from now, I want to be...
1: Still running 100 milers?
0: Yeah. Excellent um question three your favorite type of workout i think we've established that
1: yeah long run
0: long run love a long run um <clears throat> question four what is your favorite post race
1: drink Coke. Coke. yeah nice <laughs> bit of sugar yeah, yeah i'm not i'm not known for my um nutritional discipline
0: yeah well we've gotten a bit better with that you've gotten a bit better have i <laughs> <laughs> i know you have no, i have
1: a bit uh, yeah it's funny i have i have got a bit of discipline in races but I'm not options. a good dieter.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. We've got a few years to work on it, man. Um, and question five, do you run with... Oh, it's headphones or no headphones?
1: Absolutely. Never in my life have I ever put any of that in
0: my head. Well, there you go. Never. That's good. You're probably the first person that's come, come down really hard on the no headphones side. I don't care if anyone yeah. else does it. Yeah. I, I Look, I, I mix it up. I'm a 50-50. But, um, yeah. Excellent. Matthew Woodman, thank you very much.
1: Yeah. Uh, since... Since you having the privilege of interviewing me, <laughs> I, a privilege. I reckon I reckon a lot of the listeners would like to hear, um, get to know the man behind the mic. <laughs> I reckon I should interview you next week. Me? What do you reckon?
0: Uh, sure. Why not? <laughs> ne- again? Yeah. Lock it in. Yeah. All right then. Stay tuned. So stay tuned next week. You're gonna hear more from me. You probably. Not, we'll right. get
1: to know. We'll get to know the man behind the mic. Oh yes. I'll dig.
0: The Enigma. (laughs) All right. Well, I'll see you next week again, Matthew. No worries. Okay. Cheers.